This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. That's right, betterhelp.com forward slash Leo. Go there now, get your 10% off your first month. They have licensed professional therapists throughout the world, whether you're in, in Bangkok or Budapest or Germany or Australia, wherever you are in the world, there's a licensed professional therapist that can talk to you now. You have 24-7 access to them. How cool is that? Talk, chat, text. And, you know, I talk about it because I have two teletherapists. I've never met them in person. So I would never, ever promote anything that I myself don't use um, or, and don't stand behind. And so go check out betterhelp.com forward slash Leo and have somebody who can sit shoulder to shoulder with you in that darkness right now. Welcome to another episode of Before You Kill Yourself with your host, Leo Flowers. I am Leo Flowers. Today I want to talk to you about what makes life worth living. That's right. I mean, this is a suicide prevention podcast, and I'm sure some of you have been like, all right, Leo, if I'm going to be here, why? What? You know, I mean, hang out for what? Stay here longer. Why? For who? Like, give me something to hold on to. And uh, this came up for me because I'm currently watching a show called Beef on Netflix. And I was hesitant to watch it because I was like, I don't want to watch people have beef or get into arguments. It's a reason why I don't like watching reality shows, just people arguing and bickering the whole time. But I talked to a friend who watched it, and she said, it's a little deeper than that. And the way she said it and the look in her eye, I was like, oh, I like deeper. Let me check it out. And I have to tell you, pleasantly surprised. Uh, it definitely goes a lot deeper than uh, two people having beef with each other. And, and there's a character. I'm not giving anything away. There's a character who is uh, trying to find his way. And completely distraught in despair. And then he goes to church. He's invited to go to church by, uh, by his ex-girlfriend, and he immediately just starts crying and weeping, and, and all of a sudden he has this new reason to live. He, he now has a, a new place to put his energy because he, he had initially was doing things for his family, and then that seemed to fall apart, and he was doing things for money, and that seemed to fall apart. And then he goes to church, and all of a sudden he has purpose again because he's a carpenter and they, they need somebody who can fix things. And there's so much work for him now to do. And he really feels welcome and, and, they, and they're really supportive and, and bringing him in and giving him, you know, uh, making him feel valued again, making him feel like, oh, life is worth living all over again. And so I bring that up to say, first of all, that we have to, you know, sometimes we have to rediscover what makes life worth living. Sometimes what makes life worth living for us, you know, when we're children, it changes when we become teenagers. And then it becomes something else in our 20s and in our 30s. And and so as we age and as we gather new experience and and see new things and meet new people and, 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 and lose people, you know, some people die or, you know, go through different ailments and have some trials and tribulations and successes um, what makes life worth living can change. And, and that's okay, but we just have to be aware of that. And so 
you know, if I'm asking you to stay with us, it's, it's good to, to check in, to check in and see, you know, which of these things I'm about to, to talk about. Um, I'm talking about maybe five or five. Oops. That was my, my nap alarm clock that went off in the background. That's right. I set an alarm to take a nap, ladies and gentlemen. That's how serious I am. Um, but uh, but I, I wanted to, to share this conversation with you. And so the first thing I want to talk about in terms of what makes life worth living, and as I'm, I'm, I'm listing these, as I'm talking about these, I want you to think about which one resonates the most for you. What I don't want you to do is think that you have to try to fill in all these uh, gaps or, or get them all to 100 right now. Listen to each one and be like, you know what? Yeah, maybe I could put more effort into that area. And then the key word is effort. A, a lot of times we think that, you know, our life should, you know, our friends should just do this. Our family should just, our life should just be blah, blah. It requires effort. If we want a life worth living, it's going to require us to roll up our sleeves, make phone calls, say yes to those invitations. That's right. Say yes to the invitation, show up for others. It's also going to require us taking time for ourselves and saying no to invitations, right? Or saying yes and and setting boundaries around those invitations, whatever it is. It will require effort. It will require uh, moments of uh, you know, discomfort, but um, but it's manageable, and we can we can do this. We got this. Okay. So the first one, in terms of what makes life meaningful and fulfilling, is meaningful relationships. You know, we need those strong and supportive connections with friends, family, loved ones. All those can bring a sense of belonging and love and emotional support. And, and I know that some of you, maybe you're the last one in your family. Maybe everybody's passed away or you're orphaned or there's been a big falling out. You've been ostracized, whatever that is. So then that's where friends come in. And, and if you go, I don't have family or friends or loved ones, well, that's you know when we seek out groups whether it's in uh, different AA groups or we go to community centers. You know, my mom is 71, and my godmother, I think, is 73 or, six, uh, I don't know, she's around the same age. They're, they're both in that retirement age. And, and, they're, and they, you know, my mom's never been, my mom's been married once, but, you know, she's not married. My godmother, uh, my godfather just passed away. So they're both, you know, single, ready to mingle. And and their, you know, their friendship uh, circles are, are dwindling, you know, on some levels. Um, you know, they're at that age where, you know, people passing away and things like that. And so what they've done is they've become more active in the church, right? They become more active in uh, community um, centers for uh, the elderly getting involved, you know, bingo nights, dance nights, things like that. And they've been become more intentional about making sure that they get dressed every day and they walk around a city or town. So they have these different strategies in place to, to stay or at least feel connected to other people or at least expose themselves to other people so that they're putting themselves in a position 
to at least make new friends, make new contacts, make new connections. But it all requires a plan, a preparation, and an execution. And and you know to 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 show up and say you know I'm, we're, let's try this and let's see what happens. My mom is getting therapy and acupuncture now, and um you know she's always she's always calling and and you know checking in. She intentionally you know I was with my mom for for Mother's Day, and the amount of people that she checks in on to see how they're doing and not only checks in through phone call and text but you know she takes the bus and then the train to go see her friends um, a lot of her friends don't leave the house at all and I don't know who they would talk to or commiserate with if my mom was not the person going around you know to say hello and check in on them but we have to be proactive in nurturing our relationships because that is going to feed us. And, and a lot of times, you know, I, I think we kind of live in this world where we go, I don't want to put a lot of effort into it and, and just to have them, you know, blah, blah, blah. Cause you know, we've probably had some past experiences with people who have taken advantage of us, hurt us, um, um, abused us in some way. And so we've kind of atrophied and, and made our lives smaller and stopped trying. But, we have to keep making the attempt. We have to keep showing up for ourselves at the very least and decide that the life that we want is a life with other people. Otherwise, it just doesn't feel um, worth it sometimes, right? So keep making that effort um, and know that your past experiences with people is, is not because of you. Um, it's you know, just the nature of some people and, um, and you'll, you'll find your circle. Um, the other thing that gives our life meaning and, and purpose is uh, personal growth, right, and fulfillment. You know, the, personal growth, like when we pursue goals, interests, passions, um, you know, hobbies, that continuous learning, like that makes life worth living. To, to see, like, you know, I practice the guitar um, five minutes a day. I've talked about that, and it's just so much fun to see the improvement and the dexterity in my thing. Like I, when I first started, I just, I tell you, I never thought that I'd be able to pluck one string on a guitar, let alone, you know, uh, string a bunch of notes together and, and to see it and to hear it. And then to hear, you know, we have a dog and the dog initially was just barking all the time. Cause I was just, you know, plucking away horribly. And and now like the dog like cozies up and, and sits and listens and and is, and enjoys my playing or I should say my practicing. Um, it's beautiful that self improvement. So to do things that challenge yourself, challenge yourself, you know. Um, and, and this does not mean overwhelm yourself. Doesn't mean exhaust yourself. But to just you know, I'm not practicing for ten hours a day. I pick it up for five minutes, five minutes a day. Or sometimes I'll do like three songs a day or something. But I'm not, it's, it's not my life. It's not consuming. I'm not like, oh, yeah, I'm a guitar player now. I'm going to start a band. I'm like, no, this is just something I'm doing for Leo Flowers. So to make, if we're talking about making life worth living. What makes life worth living? Personal growth, man. Like set some goals, learn something, take a class, Spanish, English, Learn sign language. Learn, you know, I was watching um, uh, Beef 
uh, as I as I mentioned before, and the uh, there's a character who was who was uh, clay molding clay clay molding I don't know what you call it doing pottery, and I was like, man, that looks cool, like like in a scene from Ghost, the guys just you know, uh, and I was like, I want to do that. Like I've always wanted. To, there's just something about working with my hands that I enjoy so much, which is why I love cooking. Um, the other thing that makes life worth living is helping others. That's right, helping others. Acts of kindness, acts of generosity. Uh, you know, and, and we talked about this, whether you're volunteering and, and or supporting a cause, you're donating soup, you're picking up trash in a hallway, whatever you whatever you can do. And it doesn't have to be major things. It just doesn't have to be a, 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 a Saturday, a thing that takes up your whole Saturday. This could be as easy as, you're going to the store and you ask your neighbor, "Hey, I'm going to such and such. Do you want? Do you do you need me to pick up anything for you?" Or, um, you know, going to the beach and picking up a little trash. Even if you pick up three things, uh, it could be as small as that. Holding the door open for somebody, calling to check in on somebody, calling to follow up with, "Hey, you know, how'd that thing go?" Or say happy birthday or leave comments on uh, people's Facebook. Whatever we can do to be supportive and high-five other people for what they've done, or even high-five yourself. You know, give yourself a little pat on the back. But acts of kindness, acts of generosity, uh, th- these are things that, remember, you're doing for you. This is not for other people to see you. This is not to get accolades and rewards and be seen as the nice guy. This is something you're doing for your soul, for your spirit, right? Uh, which brings me to the next one. What makes life worth living is appreciation of beauty and experiences. Michelle and I, we went for a walk through our our neighborhood, and there was this house that it wasn't beautiful, uh, but it it was a house that we were both enamored by. Like, it just drew us in. And I and then Michelle nailed it. She was like, "The design of the house is a little too small uh, uh, for the for the side for the house." And I was like, "That's it, you know." But we both appreciated the what they were trying to do, and also appreciated the like abysmal failure of it all. Um, it, it was just such a but. I, but I really treasured that experience that we both saw the same thing and felt the same thing about this. this uh, this house we were looking at and the fact that we both were just kind of like, huh, you know, uh, and then Michelle was able to, you know, to put words to it. And so I, I, I said, I was like, wow, you know, I really enjoyed that moment. That was such a, a heartfelt moment um, for us to, to both be able to see that at the same time. So appreciate beauty and experiences, whether this is a beautiful person. Sometimes you see a person and they're so well put together. You know, just the way that the fashion, the, the the dress, or how they carry themselves, to say to that person, "Wow, you you really put yourself together very well," or "I love your posture," or "I love your energy." Um, just really appreciating beauty. I mean, when was the last time you've been to an art gallery or just looked at art, or you know, whether it's a tree or it, and and it doesn't even have to be. Doesn't he have to be at art? You don't have to go to the Met Gala. You don't have to go to the to the MoMA or the MoCA or the, the MCA or any of these prestigious art galleries, right? Or, or prestigious is probably not the word, but 
uh, world-renowned art. You don't have to go to the Louvre to appreciate beauty and art. You can even, if you look at your hand, when was the last time you looked at the palm of your hand and noticed the, the intricacies of the lines in your hands? There's something beautiful about the fact that your hand can open and close and that you have five fingers or, you know, you have the, the fingernails. Like, do you even, have you even, when was the last time you Googled fingernails? Do you even know, like, how they work, what they're made out of, their uses, what the lifespan, like, like, there are all these worlds within your world that is an opportunity for you to appreciate the beauty of them. But we don't think about it. Like your eyes, the iris, the colors, like where's the color coming from in our eyes? The light blues and the hazels and the greens. All these opportunities to appreciate beauty and experiences. You know, if you can talk and walk, that's an experience. Because there's some people who have lost that experience, that ability, and now they go, ah, I didn't even really appreciate it while I had it. So, you know, take time to find joy and meaning in the simple pleasures of life, you know, whether it's music or literature or travel, all these things can be quite enjoyable and, and, and then allow us to feel that sense of wonder and gratitude, right? Where you're just so grateful that you get to breathe in the air. Feel the world around you. Hear the sounds, the smells, the noises, the quiet. Like, ah. Oh. And then, you know, the other thing that makes life worth living is, of course, personal values and beliefs, right? When we, when we are living in alignment with what we value, what we believe, um, you know, whether it's like a life of honesty or compassion uh, fairness, uh, if you're living in alignment with those values, that's a beautiful thing. A, a lot of times uh, we can live in alignment with our values and with our beliefs, and it doesn't always, you know, we don't get the outcome that we wanted, and so we kind of beat ourselves up over that. But remember, when we live within our values and beliefs, then it makes almost anything bearable. That's why you have some people who go to jail uh, like activists, right? Yeah, Martin Luther King go to jail. I don't know. I think Gandhi was arrested. Nelson Mandela, but they but they went to jail based on their personal values and beliefs, and that's what kept them grounded. That's what kept them waking up the next day. That's what allowed them to take on the slings and arrows, and uh, the the attacks where their actions were rooted in their values, was rooted in what they believed, and they, they were unwilling to waver from that. So no matter what slings and arrows you threw at them, no matter what, how you tried to attack them or dismantle them, or, they knew who they were, and they knew why they were there. And, and nothing, nothing that you were going to say was, was going to change that. And the, the last thing that makes life worth living, right? And I don't want to say the last thing. There's, there's a million things coming. Um, but my last thing is 
hope and future possibilities. At the end of you know my night or day, one of the th- questions I like to ask myself is, what am I looking forward to? I have to ask myself this question uh, because the suicidal mind is a tricky mind. It, it really narrows the scope of what possibilities and alternatives there are. It really narrows it down. That's what addiction does also. Addiction basically makes you believe that this thing that you're addicted to is the only solution. It's the only answer. It's the only possibility available. And we have to ask ourselves on a daily, not on a weekly, not on a monthly, not on a yearly, a daily basis what are we looking forward to? Even if it's a cup of coffee or a walk or a, 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 an email or breathing or a shower, I don't care how small it is. Anything to give us hope, optimism, can help us with a brighter future and motivation and purpose. Whether it's setting goals, whether it's having dreams, uh, working towards them, can, can it give us a sense of direction and excitement for what lies ahead instead of a, a despair and a dread of, of the next day, right? Because there's always going to be uh, a, a, some looming, lurking, uh, you know, pain point, something that we, uh, we, we're not looking forward to. And our brain is very easily ad- adapted to uh, reminding us of that a million times, right? When you go to bed, it's just worry, worry, worry about the future. So we have to, once again, we have to be actionable and intentional in launching a campaign on our brain for our mental health, our mental well-being, because the, the, the default of the negative is natural. This is, the human brain naturally latches on to what is negative and reminds us because it, w- it wants to keep us safe. And that's okay. I understand. Thank you, brain, for trying to keep me safe. I'm going to launch a campaign against you, right? An ongoing campaign, by the way, because I understand that my, my brain has 47 years of practice. And so... Um, it's, it's not going to succeed easily. It's not going to be overthrown permanently. Um, it's something I'm going to have to wake up every day and be like, all right, brain, here we go. What am I looking forward to? Right? And it's a beautiful thing once we get to that. So I hope this was valuable to you. And if it was, please share this episode with one other person. One other person. That's it. Find one person. Share it with them, and then rate and, uh, you know, leave the five-star reviews. I really appreciate that. We appreciate it. Uh, And if nobody told you this, we love you. We L-O-V-E. We love you. Um, Yeah. It's a personal journey, you know. It's a personal journey. Remember, this podcast is not a substitute for you calling to get help, for you calling the 988, 
or any of the international phone numbers that are listed in the show notes for suicide prevention hotlines, uh, you can go to betterhelp.com forward slash Leo or thrivewithleo.com for one-on-one coaching. If you want one-on-one coaching with yours truly, if you are killing it at work, if you are successful in your career and you have, you're super accomplished, but you are suffering and suffocating in your personal life, go to thrivewithleo.com for one-on-one coaching with yours truly. Let's get to tomorrow together.